Welcome to Fresno Capital Formation. How you doing tonight, caller? has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Seven zero. We did not get. Welcome to Fresno Capital Formation. Hello. Hello. Yeah, welcome to Fresno Capital Formation. Yeah, my name is Tony Bullock. Uh, I work with Dr. Floyd Harris. He told me to get his number a call tonight at eight thirty. That's correct. Um, we are airing on our our, our show tonight. Um, our last show topic. Yeah, our last show topic was about the nineteen ninety four crime bill. Um, not very many people either recall that bill or is familiar with the with the crime bill and how it impacted the African American community. Right. I listened to your show last time about that very thing, and I was going to call in, but I couldn't get in because I didn't have the six digit uh, pin code. Yeah, it, it shouldn't have you um, put a pin just only the show number, which is three two one one. Right, right. Yeah, once I would put that in, it still would ask me for a six-digit pin code. Huh. Let me uh, look at that. Yeah, because um, it shouldn't ask you for it, but I can up the pin code if you need to to um, put a pin code in. Okay. I'm glad you brought it to everyone else know that they um, need to put in a pin code. Yeah, because every time I would dial that number, because you talked to uh, one of the um, people I worked with, which is Sister Eileen Reed, and, um, yeah, every time I would dial that number, it would ask me for that six-digit PIN code. Okay. Yeah, I'll go ahead and try to update that, but um, we'll go ahead and hopefully wait on some other callers to get in on the, on the line. If not... You know, we can go ahead and start the show, but um, I understand yeah, you no, live in no problem. I understand you live in uh, West Fresno. Um, actually, I live in zip code nine three seven two two, but I I grew up in West Fresno. So you've seen the I grew up in West. You've seen the, yeah, the change and everything. Else. Go ahead. Yeah, I watched. Um, I grew up in West Fresno. I went to Carver. I went to Irwin. I went to Edison. I um, had my battles myself with our school board at the time when Keith Chung was a member of the school board. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the issues of policing with West Fresno and the crime bill that uh, Joe Biden and they put in at that particular time. I was familiar with the impact it had upon black Americans. 
Have you heard of the Ice Cube um, contract for Black America? Well, I tell you what, I heard about that platinum bill that uh, Ice Cube supposedly was working on with uh, 45. And, um, but, you know, I don't have, you know, I didn't hear any information about the impact it was going to have with Black America. Um, I felt like that was one of the things where, um, Cube should have just kind of sat back to wait to see what was going to happen. But his whole idea was he wanted to work with some. He wanted to work with somebody he felt like was in power and control. But as you see, him, Little Wayne, uh, Little Pump, and a few others got played. You know, sometimes it's best to wait and just see what's going to happen before you dive into the pool. Yeah, um, I think he should have uh, went forward and and at least got on that call or that Zoom with 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 uh, Kamala Harris because uh, Kamala that was not yeah, yeah. yeah Kamala yeah, that, that was not Kamala. Kamala and you know I think you know you know you don't pass up an opportunity for change you know especially you know put your personal um, views to the side. And you know, look at the opportunity because it was an open discussion, not about you know personal um, politics. But you know, he 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 made the wrong decision by not inviting her because now she you know pretty much feel that he didn't you know put her on the back burner. But you know, that was an avenue for him to you know now now they're going to be in power. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think the uh, the move he made was very stupid. Because if you're saying that you want to work with the people in power, okay, how about you listen to both sides and then you decide and make a choice about which side you're going to work with. And, you know, that would have been a smart thing to do. But he decided that, okay, well, 45 is in power at this time, so I'm just going to talk to his side. Well, you see now. He's somewhere looking stupid because he put all his eggs in one basket, which is something that we have got to stop doing uh, as black Americans. We have got to listen. Okay. Um, Our current administration has shown us where they are with black folks because in all honesty, the only thing 45 and his, his people ever did was use us to forward an agenda. If he sat back and waited to see what was going to happen with Harris and Biden, I don't care what happened 40 years ago. That was 40 years ago. Everybody has a right to make a um, mistake. Everybody has a right to try to clean up what they've done in the past. That's how the world works. If not, none of us would be where we are because we all make mistakes in life but you get a chance to go back and clean up what you've messed up. It's interesting that you bring that, that subject up about, you know, being conditioned, you know, with that state of mind on not being open-minded, you know, unless, you know, looking at all the facts, you know, looking at both sides of the, of the, of the, of the fence or at least on the politics side, 
and then making an informed decision and not making a decision based on, um, you know, not looking at, you know, the whole uh, playing field in itself and saying, okay, well, you know, I'm going to make this decision based on, you know, I'm not getting, you know, no leeway. And like you said, too or far often we fall short, you know, with our struggles, let alone with any progress being made because of that, 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 that mind, that, that either that mentality or that frame of mind, or it's either that decision is making it either off of emotions or whatever it is that, that is making a person, you know, make that kind of thought process happen. Well, if we don't, we will never move forward, okay? Um, if we sat back and said, for example, well, you know, I know Brother Bullock, but I know that back in the day, he ran with gangs, and I don't like gang members, so I'm not going to talk to him. But in the meantime, I've went to school. I've cleaned up my act. I've become a teacher. I am working with adolescent youth, and I'm trying to better our community. So because of a mistake I made in my youth, you're going to shut me out of a process that could maybe benefit people that you are working with? That would be asinine. Well, that that's the... What we call the the gang, the good the good old boy gang or the good old girl gang. You know, if you're not in a club or part of they they clique or they cliches, uh, I think that's you know the way that they kind of systematically, you know, conquer and divide us, or we conquer and divide amongst ourselves, um, and and why we can't have no unity, or at least like you said, progress to even start moving forward, but all too often people complain, you know, about we don't have this or we don't have that or you know, we're not giving this, you know, they're expecting things to fall out of the sky and not, you know, govern themselves. Like you just said, they expect it to be given to them. I don't care who we are. At some point, we got to stop expecting something to be given to us and we got to work for it. Okay, for example, like I just said, you decide you're not going to work for me because back in the day, you didn't like gang members. Okay, maybe I was a gang member, but now I didn't work to improve my lot in life. You mean to tell me you're going to hold, hold against me the fact that at one time I was in a gang as opposed to, okay, that brother was in a gang and he worked to get out of it. Now he's working to keep young people out of it. I need to work with him so that we can stop today's people from making the same mistake. Not only that, because how do they I'm, know? That? Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. I was going to say, how do they, did they know? How do anyone know to judge, you know, whatever your past would be as an example, that it wasn't God's plan? So they're questioning God on what God has set the you know, plan to be his design or his you know, divine infinite wisdom and what he wants to set out to be, you know, plan for every human being life. Exactly. I mean, no one knows the future except, you know, the man above. But it's 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 it's, it's very uh, true to what you're saying. You know, people have always judged people on their past, on their surface, and not looking at you know what's on the inside or what that book content is. You know, that's what what Martin Luther King said. You know, 
you know, he had a dream that all people will be created equal, but we know that's not going to happen. But to be judged, you know, on, on his character. You know, I've been very fortunate. I, like I said, I, I went to school here in Fresno, grew up on the west side. I went to school on the west side. And I can tell you, honestly, back in the day, the first thing you heard was, well, if you go to school on the west side, you can't get a good education. Now, when my family came, my family came here from Oakland, California. I went to school at uh, Franklin, Carver, Irwin, and Edison. I can tell you honestly, I got a grade A education, despite what the school district was doing in the mid-60s and mid-70s, okay? Because we had teachers who were determined that we were not going to fail for that very reason. I had some teachers who I would put up against anybody who taught school across town. So it's all about what you want to do and what you decide to do. Yep. I think life is what we make it to be, but it also has to start at home. You know, it starts with, you know, the, the home, either the training or the home foundation, because without a foundation, we can't build on anything. Well, that's very true. That That is, that right there is the basis of life, what you just said. Uh, your foundation is very important. And I can tell you honestly, that old thing that they say, it takes a... <laughs> It, it, it takes a, a, uh, a village to raise a child. That's very true because my neighborhood was a very working class neighborhood, but it was the kind of neighborhood where everybody had a hand in your upbringing, okay? Mr. Smith down the street, Sister Johnson across the street, everybody had a hand in your upbringing because your elders still were your elders, and they still had the right to tell you right and wrong, to bear fruit, to help bear fruit. My parents, hey, it was their job to make sure I did the right thing, but the neighborhood made sure that you stayed on the path. And that's how it was back in the day. We got away from that. We reached that point to where no, no one wanted anybody to say anything to their child or say anything about what's happening in their home. And sometimes it takes more than just the people inside your building. So it goes back to what you said earlier that it takes a village to raise the raise raise the, raise the, raise the, raise their kids or raise the nation, and that was you know more or less people were kind of in their own villages in their you know with a neighborhood a block, you know you would have someone tell you know don't be doing that or you know they're gonna you know get you know you gonna you gonna have to get dealt with with it, whatever you do, but now you know the laws have changed where now the kids knowing that they can't get spanked or discipline so they can talk to their parents any kind of way, which goes back to what the Bible said, that we got to honor our mothers and fathers so that we know our days would not be numbered. Be gone. Exactly. So, exactly. Think about this. Think about this. The, the, uh, the, uh, the prison system. You know why the prison system works? Because we got away from that village raising the child. Somewhere back in the day, 
when they came through the neighborhood saying, you don't have to have a man in your house. Let us come in and help you. Let the government come in and help you. <laughs> Put that man out your house and let us give you some money. And when the government decided to basically play around with the system that the Black Panthers came up with as far as their WIC system, as far as making sure that young folks and old folks have something to eat and somebody, you know, Black Panthers came up with a breakfast program. The U.S. government took that and turned it into WIC and the food stamp program. So when somebody screws up and they mess up, all of a sudden you find yourself in what they call the juvenile system. It starts in school with special education, okay? Those are the kids that usually end up behind bars or going to prison. You know, people don't understand, but all of that plays in plays together. You know, I I, I just had a, a moment of thought here on what you were saying. Um, you know, when it starts off, you know, in that cycle, you know, getting, you know, when you get into that, you know, that system where you're saying that basically uh-huh. woman was subsidized with the welfare check to eliminate the man of the house. And if you think about what that subsidized was back then, it was probably right now it's probably $500 a month. And if you think about what that amounts to in a year, that's $600 a year. That's just like cash benefit. That's below yeah. the federal poverty level. So basically, they're creating the a condition, yes, creating a condition of poverty mentally, physically, and psychologically saying that you don't got to go work, go even get a minimum wage job, survive off of $6,000 a year, as well as, you know, whatever other food, you know, food assistance program we're going to give you instead of, you know, other, other, you know, races making the minimum is 23, 25,000 to, you know, 30, 30, 30,000 or more, which is almost like yep. five, five to, to, to eight times more income, which of course now they have economic power. So you're already right. handicapped economically. Exactly. You think about it, and what happens is they become conditioned, and this is what happens. Ooh, okay, I'm getting this amount for this child. What if I have another child? That means I get another 500. And for another child, I get another 500. In the meantime, they have successfully gotten a man out of the household and got them thinking, if I keep the man out, I get this money. In the meantime, that child is suffering. You have no male figure in that house. Okay. You have the woman has no help to better themselves. And she may be working a job that's not all of that. Um, and it starts a vicious cycle. Now you got a kid that's got free, got free time on their hand at home because there's not a second parent there to step in and help. Oh, well, let me run the streets to little Johnny Mam and get involved in what they get involved in. And maybe little Johnny Mam not on the up and up. They get in trouble. Here come the law. Now, some people tell me I'm crazy when I come up with this, but there's a method to my madness. So I, w- I, was, I want to be on the outside. If I was on the outside listening to what you were saying, 
can you like define on why would the man have to be not in the household in order for them to get subsidized? What would what would qualify them? And what would what would those you know rules be? You know, for somebody that didn't know the system. Well, the thing about keeping the man out of the household was the fact that this way you don't have that extra earning power. Because if we have the man, it's one thing to take care of you and your children. But if we have that man around your house, he's taking away the quote-unquote food that we're giving you and the benefits that we're giving you. But then again, also, you might start listening to him more. (laughs) You might start paying attention to the fact that, hey, maybe I really don't need this subsidized government money. Maybe we can make it without that check from the government. You understand what I'm saying? So it it goes back. Basically, the Bible says that the man is the head of the house, but the land of the law says, but the land of the law says we can divide the house. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We're going to you have to know this and not saying it don't happen because it does, but for the most part, they brought that strictly into the black neighborhood. Now, there are, as we all know, white America leaves the roles in welfare families, whether people want to believe that or not. It is true. Um, now, with rural America, it's more like we aid the farmers, okay? We pay the farmers to plow their crops under. That's the way we give welfare to them, along with the way that we do it for black America, okay? But if you think about it, um, that was a way for them to control our people. And not all, but a lot of women fell for it. Um, You ever notice that when those families got off of that welfare, and they gave them, why are you trying to get off the system? We're here to help you. You're giving, you're doing away with some help that, that, that you know you need. But whenever that woman would get into a relationship that was bettering her family and decided to walk away from it, they did all they could to bring them back to it. So, so that destroys the self-help uh, motivation. But then... Another thing that I just kind of came to mind as you were speaking on, there's men now thinking it's okay for them to not work, to not support the house, to not support the family. They are okay in condition. So I guess you would call it, how would it call, welfare pimps? Uh, Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Well, think about this, okay? Let's bring it up to date. Think about the... $1,200 stimulus that was sent out, okay? Now, with the pandemic and the way things shut down, I understand a lot of people are out of work. So I understand trying to get back up on their feet. But what happened? Think about it. You had a lot of of black men run out there and decide, I'm going to vote for 45. And this is what I kept hearing. He at least gave us $1,200. That's all it takes for you to vote for a man that has mistreated Hispanics, mistreated black folks, 
mistreated the elderly, took away benefits, got his team in court right now trying to take away um, your health care, but you're willing to get his manual, bro. Think about it. I, I, I am. Every time I hear you speak, I hear Reverend Floyd Harris in my, in my conscience telling me that's that sellout music. You know, that's, that's oh, yeah. that $100, $100 a month. Selling out for $100 a month. That is. That is. Think about it. Um, that was one of the reasons when I came back. I'm recently coming back to Fresno. But that was one of the reasons why I decided to work with Reverend Floyd Harris. Um, it is hard to find in Fresno. It is hard to find black folks willing to stand up for our people anymore, willing to fight for our people anymore. But you can find a lot of them willing to sell their souls to downtown and go along with them. And you can never improve your position if you're constantly selling out your community. Now, I look at the streets in West Fresno. West Fresno pay taxes just like the rest of this city. But the city streets over there catch hell. You don't see city works out there trying to repair anything. But I can tell you this. I can guarantee you money that is earmarked for West Fresno, I bet it get reallocated and sent up north. Almost okay, that side of town. Oh, yeah. You know, there nope. has got to come a time when we have to stand for what we really believe in and be willing to fight them folks. Because if we don't, they're going to take West Fresno and turn it into what they've been trying to do since I went to school over there. They want to turn West Fresno into an industrial complex and run everybody out of there and put all these businesses over there and say, hey, well, we tried to work with you folks, but... You know, you never did what we asked you to do. No, we never did what you tried to force us to do. Oh, yeah. Like I said, there's a method to my madness. Well, I wouldn't call it madness. It's almost like you uh, foreseeing, foreseeing the truth, foreseeing the future, or, you know, as they would call it, a prophecy of what, what is to come, even though it isn't, has, hasn't yet happened. And you know, I, I, as I look at, as I think about, you know, that twelve hundred dollars stimulus check, you know, it's almost like they're buying them, like you said, they're selling themselves out for that stimulus check. And it's like I want to know. It goes back to that slave mentality. They're being, you know, they're giving their vote up to become a slave for like three dollars and thirty some cents a day. I want to know Man. if that's the case. We need to, we need to line up all these folks that want a check, and I'd rather have me, you know. Some 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 servitude servants for that kind of money. I, I'd have a lot of followers in. Sign on up and get the followers. And it's sad that this is what we have allowed ourselves to become. Um, and I'm not saying it's everybody, and it's not. It's not all brothers and sisters, but unfortunately, it's too many brothers and sisters. You know. Um, this past four years, I have followed politics more than I did back in the, in the, in the day. But I'm going to tell you what's funny. I've, I've had the opportunity to live in the state of Texas, the state of Florida, 
And when I was living in Texas, I watched exactly how things happen when it's time to vote locally and, and in the state elections. I watched these cats come through neighborhoods and basically tell black folks, now you know Brother Johnson is running for seat, blah, 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 and y'all gonna go down there and vote for them. And in Texas, my governors call them chest Negroes. That's some brothers and sisters that talk to white folks with their head in their chest and then they get their glass up with their eyes. Yes, sir. yes, sir. yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. yes. Sir. Um, and people don't believe that voter suppression is real, but it is. Oh, yeah. And when you allow someone, yeah, when you allow someone to tell you who you're going to vote for and how you're going to vote, that is voter suppression. It ain't always about somebody keeping you from the polls, but it's also allowing someone to tell you what you're going to do at the polls. You know, it's, 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 it's so psychologically uh, conditioned or programmed. Maybe it's from, you know, being on the, being, you know, slave for so long. It's almost like in the genes or genetically because um, you, you, you can't get people to support each other but then, you know, that's like what Malcolm X said. There's the field Negro and the house Negro. The field Negro see the house burning, he's going to be like, let the house burn down. The the house Negro right. will be like, Massa, our, the house, our house is burning. He's going to go save, save everything. He's going to go save the house. And that's how yeah. it's keeping them in oh, power. Yeah. You know, and we, we, and I say this for the longest time, man, without economic power or having, we can, they want a voice, but then they can't have a seat at the table until you have find economic power and at least have, you know, some kind of financial, you have to have finance. Everything's about strongholds. When they're going, when they're running for these campaigns, what are they doing? They're raising money. They got a war chest. They're raising money. So how are they able exactly. to get, they left it unless they ain't raising money. I ain't never seen a, nobody get a, a election one, especially presidency, governor, whoever they are, they raising war chests amount of money. But you can't tell that to these oh, people, yeah. you know. You can't tell that to people nowadays. They're gonna be like, Oh, you know, you some revolutionist or you know, you you're what the what, what Harris said, you a radical. Exactly. It's not a radical. Now I don't no. I don't know how long you've been in Fresno, my brother, but now back in the day there was a brother, he worked for um, Channel 30 here. At that time, Channel 30 was CBS. And um, there was a brother named Danny Golden. Danny Golden was one of the first black news anchors in Fresno. He decided that he was going to run for mayor. Now, <laughs> Brother Golden used to do the news every day. But when he decided to run for mayor, all of a sudden, you would hear um, different uh, black folks on the west side go, you know, I don't know why he running for mayor. He got a speech impediment. Okay? He got a speech impediment. Yeah, you know, he got that little lisp. And how he going to talk to them good white folks about what's happening with us if he can't talk normal? What does his speech impediment have to do with the fact that this young brother didn't notice that we're not getting the same services that everybody else in the city is getting, that he didn't notice we suffer police brutality over here unlike any other part of town? 
you mean to tell me y'all not don't want to back this man because he has a speech impediment? But what we found out was that a lot of these folks who were speaking out against him was being paid off by folks downtown. They were getting money from folks on the city council to speak out at their churches or different functions to badmouth this brother. And eventually he ended up leaving here, going to LA to work in the news industry. But I thought that was rather sad. And I was in high school at the time, but I was very enamored with this brother because he was trying to, he had showed me something that I'd never seen in this city, you know? And I thought that was rather sad that we allowed folks our leaders at the time to be bought off like that. That's uh Well see this is what Yeah. Politics. That's how politics works and it's it's a psychological um it's it's a psychological conditioning or condition. Not only that, it's 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 a part of warfare. You have guerrilla warfare and political warfare. And it's they're they're using political warfare you know, without them having to be on the front line. And so you have oh, yeah. your, 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 your spies. And so, you know, it's all about, you know, staying in power. But at the same time, you know, like you said, you know, these promises, oh, well, this is going to happen or that's going to happen or we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And, you know, you, you, want, you ask the question how long I've been in Fresno. I've been in Fresno since 1977, and my family – originally came out in 1950 so it's i've seen a lot too and i i've had my shortfalls and and for change it's like trying to tell a kid that don't know how to read or write to read a book and they're looking at the words and the words looking all funny you know and they're like looking like they don't understand so nothing we i mean it's it's like trying to sharpen iron with stone but everyone wants to be in exactly. the Stone Age. Want to live in the Stone Age. Stone Age. Or they call it Mississippi well, it, Fresno. It, yeah, that, that you know, um, Floyd says that often. I call it the no, because all you've ever heard was no, no, no. You can't have that. You can't do this. That ain't for you. See, I've always called it the no. Um, for example, if you ever notice, and I and I can tell talking to you, you your brother, you up on your politics. Let's take diamond and silk, okay? Which I call coal and burlap. But diamond and silk decided they was going back a boy, forty five. Now he knows what's right for. If you watched them, they were nothing more than a minstrel show. If you watched them. He he knows what's right for us. Notice, he knows what's right for us. And their message to black America was always, just go with the flow and you're going to be all right. He going to take care of you. They going to take care of you. And like you said, it was like being on the plantation. You Negroes need to come on and get with the program. Y'all need to stop fighting against this. Get with the program. That's exactly what it is. It's their their agenda, and so that's that's the main that's the main 
motivation or I would say the driving force is all about their agenda. And if you're not with their agenda or trying to support their agenda and turn a blind eye to the truth, and and that's why people are not going to stand up for what's right or question or challenge it, but they'll question me or you. They'll challenge us. Even if we know we give them the facts, we can give them the facts and, 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 and the proof can be, as, as as they would call it, the proof in the pudding. And they'll say, swear up and down that it wasn't sweet, it, it was a foul play. But they're not going to question the crook, you know, that, that that's behind the politics, you know, and, and pretty much they, they get a good salary, you know, to govern the people. And and so I, I just never cease to amaze me how when it comes down to, to economics or political or po- policies, this is not going to change, but people are going to complain about their condition. Exactly. There is um, no way, no way, shape, form that 45 should have been able to do a lot of the evil things that he did in the four years that he was in the White House. But one of the things was, you know, the Democratic Party, and I understand you may be outnumbered, but you need to raise a little more hell. See, back in the day, the Black Caucus was actually the Black Caucus. They actually did some work. Nowadays, the Black Caucus is the Black Caucus in name only. Um, Maxine Waters is still there, but she can't do it alone. Cyborg is still here, there, but he can't do it alone. AOC, all these new age folks, they want to come in there, and yeah, they want to run their mouth, but when it really comes to standing up and fighting for something, they don't do that. They they down with these little news bleeps. Oh, well, AOC said so-and-so and so-and-so. I don't care what you said. I want to see what you're going to do. There is no way that this man should have been able to run wild like he did. And this is what we have to look at when we vote for people. Um, I'm not saying that Biden and Harris is going to get in there and all of a sudden it's going to be kumbaya and the world going to change and this and that. No, not saying that. But I'm saying it's got to be a little bit better than what we've been dealing with. And at least these are some folks who are approachable that we can talk to. And it's got to start at some level. Me, I plan on doing just that because I'm one of them brothers. I will email you. I will write you. I will tell you what I am thinking, just like I'm talking to you today. I will hit you up with it, and hopefully you'll answer back. And I've had that happen. It starts with us. That's what people have to understand. Stop saying that your vote don't count. It starts with you. you got to be willing to speak out. It's, it's interesting you bring that up because if I think back, there was three black people running for mayor here in Fresno. And I think Floyd was the only one that got the most vote. And, and the other guy, he knows, which is Alec Dyer, he got everything. But he, like I said, his campaign finances, they raised they raise a, a tall, tall amount of money. And, and, you know, and it takes money to, you know, I guess make money or what you would call it. To be in politics, but um, right. You know. Well, I helped Reverend Harris on his campaign. I, I was one of the people helping him with his campaign. He got into the race late, and you're right. 
it was very historic. You had three black men running for mayor. You had Brother Hare. You had um, uh, you had Brother Hare. Gold Star. Uh, what was the other gentleman? Uh, 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 yeah, you had him, and then you had uh, Washington. Okay. That should have been a story that the Fresno Bee should have picked up. The California Advocate could have picked up, but neither did. Um, <laughs> they kind of let that kind of gloss over. And that was very historic. They have three black men running for mayor, and nobody picked up on that. Uh, I soon found out, found out why the Advocate did, because <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, my boy Kimber decided he would endorse Dyer resident racist and a man that has that went to war against West Fresno. But yep. my boy Kimber apparently had some problems and like you say, money is always the governing factor. Okay. Dyer apparently lined his pockets and that that was that and I'll leave it at that. But um you know those of us who were out there and saw it for what it was, um, I thought it was very interesting that you had three brothers running for mayor. And I got to see all three of those brothers on the debate stage together. And it was a beautiful thing. All three of them. You know, as much as the Fresno Beast said, they're not qualified. Oh, yeah, they were qualified. They were definitely qualified. And I can tell you now, any one of them brothers could have been mayor of this city. But again, you know, in order to do that, it it takes money to make money. And it also, when it comes to politics, that's what it was. You know, developers and different people, they needed dire in that chair so they can do what they do to this city. And lo and behold, that's what happened. Now, Jerry Dyer, to his credit, said, I want a united Fresno. Well, he just don't know. We're getting ready to hold his feet. We're getting ready to hold his feet to the fire. I'm going to see if you really want a, a, a united Fresno or if you're just up there talking talk. We're going to yeah, find out. Yeah, that's um, that that right there is going to be a, um, how would I call it? That, that's going to be a tall, uh, that's going to be a, a struggle. Because uh, yeah, you know, it's a power struggle. You know, he led the the chief. He was the top top chief for you know so many years, and now he's the top. You know, now he's a top official. And so you know, you 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 have uh, law and politics. You know, it's like the, the 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 that the lady of justice symbol. You know, you have law on one hand and order on the other. You know, the balance of power is is unequal. Is unequally proportioned here in Fresno. And you know, people are are in their stone age, you know, mentality, and they're not gonna come out, show out. I mean, they'll do you know marches and, and things like that, peaceful protests. But when it comes down to you know empowerment, I I, I think you know we we got many years. It might not be our in our generation, um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty unfortunate out here because you know. 
the poverty level is so high, but the ag industry is making billions. That was in the last show. You know, they, they there's companies that are you know making a lot of money, but black people is not going to work for another black company or black person or support a person, but they'll work for someone else. And you know that's just the way it is out here. You know, people can be entrepreneurs, people can be businessmen, people can be political people. But people are not going to support those kind of people. It's going to be other outsiders that will support them people, or support, you know, the people that are making, you know, the progress or the change to happen. Right. Well, you know, again, like I say, one of the things of growing up in here, I knew as a young man that Fresno was the agriculture center of the nation. Um, growing up here, I had friends whose parents owned the property and um, who were involved in the ag industry. Um, I played ball against guys whose family owned big farms in Kerman and Riverdale. Um, I did have one brother I grew up with whose family owned a farm here, and they ended up moving to Tulare and bought a bigger farm. Their family was in the almonds. But you're right, for the most part, um, we missed, black folks missed out on that. You know, instead of doing what we did in the South and get back into that land, uh, a lot of our folks came out here and ended up in factories or ended up working behind a desk, things of that nature. And we, we really missed out on getting involved in the ag here and that right there in itself was a bad move because a lot of that money could have been generational wealth for, for black folks had we done what we did in the south um how do we fix that i don't know don't have an answer for that but there comes a time when you have to look at it and go, you know, we need to try to get in on this like everybody else. Like, you know, you see people push their kids, hey, be a football star, be a basketball star. But we need to get back to getting in that ground. We need to own some property. We need to get our, we need to buy land again. You know, and I'm not talking about running out buying a big house. We need to buy land again. We need acreage. You know, it's interesting, you know, you bring up the the land banking. I call it land banking. Uh, right. With the idea of land banking, people, developers have been doing it for, for many years, and that's how they are able to make money and get rich because then they hold on to the land until it appreciates, and then they build on it. But, you know, the land, like you said, is where people have to own the land, and if you have so much land, you can farm it. But what's going to be really exactly. be a, a game changer for people out here in Fresno? They're going to really see they're going to be they're going to be on the sidelines again. Is the marijuana and the pot industry that's legalized? But watch how many black uh, cultivators, or you would call them, or distributors or manufacturers are going to be black. Maybe in Oakland and Los Angeles area, but in Fresno, they're, they're going to be, you know, workers or employees and not owners reaping the benefits of 
the legalized, uh, pretty much farm industry that's going to be a big boom next year. I mean, it's just going to be something that's going to be a fate to watch, and they're going to see how the others are going to come in and carve out, you know, these areas of businesses that are zoned to, you know, to, to, you know operate that kind of business. And like you said about the housing or the land market, I just had a deal that didn't go through on trying to uh, renovate and remodel a home in the in the West Fresno area because the land value is so low, it doesn't. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It, it can. It appreciates. But if you look at you know the market, uh, the market rate, it's just. It makes. It makes. It makes people nervous and hesitant to move forward to make change yeah. happen. It's funny that you brought up the marijuana industry. Um, I was living in uh, Nevada when they legalized marijuana. And what you just said, me and a lot of folks talked about there in Nevada. I say, now watch how quick corporate folks and big money white folks get involved in this. I say, but the minute that somebody black step in with eight dollars and want to get in, I say it's going to be a problem. Lo and behold, we had a situation where there was a, a group of uh, brothers and sisters who called their money together, put their money together, and um, bought up some acreage, put up their water systems, everything, even came up with a hydroponic system for their area. And every time it was time to get rated and time to get certified, there was some kind of problem, okay? Yet you had these white folks come through there, boom, boom, bam, bam, go through with flying colors. And some of the same issues that the black folks were having, the white folks, would it be set up the same way. But somehow they, no problem. Hey, you're good to go. So come to find out that one of the commissioners on the board were the people who were certifying who would be able to grow marijuana, whatnot, had a vested interest in keeping these black folks out of business. Because they come to find out that his family had a corporate marijuana farm. Now, here was the thing about the board. If you're sitting on the board, you weren't supposed to be able to be involved in that business because that's um, what they call conflict of interest. Yeah, they, okay. they have to get out of that, or what they call that, uh, uh, exclude themselves from those uh, meetings. Yeah, how, how am I going to govern on this board if I'm running one of these farms? So when that came out, all of a sudden, oh, yeah. They're good. No problem. All of a sudden, they got certified. See, a lot of times, it ain't what we do is how we being done. They always want to put something in the mix. See, you have to watch the people who watching us. That's privilege. And like you said, it's called, I believe, repeating recuse itself. Yeah. Privilege. You have to watch the people who watching us. Privilege goes a long way. Privilege goes a long way. That's, you know, um, 
getting back to what we talked about earlier, you just watch how things operate here in the city of Fresno. Um, it ain't always about the fact that we won't do is about what they won't allow us to do. You know, privilege goes a long way. So it's so basically you're you're referring to social engineering or social design. Yeah. And economic engineering and economic design. Because if you're telling me I can't aspire to for greatness because I don't, you know, can't get approved to do, you know, the same uh, uh-huh. opportunity the counterparts are doing, then that's a form of of, of not of slavery or servitude. It's like you're, you're you're conditioning me to live in this in this you know, condition. Yeah. Oh yeah, you get yeah, you got it. But you have you know, people that like, are highly educated. But I mean, you got black people that are, you know, proclaiming to be highly educated, degrees and doctoral degrees, but they haven't figured this out yet and told us people that don't have those kind of degrees or maybe, you know, doctored up. You know, they're not telling us that because they're living in their big that's man. What we call, yeah, that's what we call an educated fool. You, you book smart, but you're not street smart. Now, if I can see the forest for the trees, why can't you? And you got all them degrees. But those are our leaders nowadays. They got to have a degree to be a leader now. That's what they're pretty much saying. That's why, you know, the brothers that was probably running for mayor didn't get as many votes because they not, you know, they don't have the degrees as far as that, that uh, what they call that, that, that 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 call that sorority or that you know that, yeah like that college sorority thing they're not a sorority club. You know, the thing about that is when it comes to them, let me tell you why these brothers didn't get them votes because they didn't play the game right. And when I say they didn't play the game right, they weren't out there selling out their, their brothers and sisters. I met. You know, it, it's it's that same old mentality. I'm not like those black folks over there. Okay, notice they they go to they go out there they eat their hands, but I use a knife and a fork. They roll their R's, I pronounce correctly. Think about it. You know, I, you, you you've been out there. You know, you 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 you've been out there. You worked around the masses. Um, you have seen some of our folks who have no problem going out there tap dancing, and then you have some of us who sit back and look like I can't do it. I refuse, and you know, I I myself have been there. Um, I refuse to sell out. I can't do it. I have worked jobs where I've had people tell me, you know, if you just wasn't so, and I don't want you to take this wrong, if you weren't so black, excuse me? Well, you know, um, sometimes you have to just smile and go along, but, you know, you, you tend to point out this and that all the time. Well, what's wrong is wrong, and what's right is right. But I will not sell out. Yeah, I mean, you you going back to what you were saying back to the you know Huey P. Newton, 
Angela Davis and all them, you know, with the with the Black Panther Party and some of their ideals and what they were doing in the community. I think we lost our 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 our, our Black Power movement, or at least we forgot they forgot about history and what they did, you know, how their programs was 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 taken and re restructured and reformatted to condition us in a, in, a, in, a, in a way to where we don't have any upward mobility, you know, and, and so they look at those people as either radicals or revolutionists, but, you know, we, we have to have a change. And I think, you know, until we start having, you know, that revolutionary, you know, spirit and, and, and mindset and mentality with our own programs again, I think, you know, we're going to stay in this condition that we're in, which is like a slumber, sleep. It's like when Abraham exactly. was, was drunk with all that wine, he didn't, he wasn't alert or aware of what his daughters was doing to him. <laughs> and that's exactly. what we are, mind we're in now, we're sleep, we're slumbering. We don't know what's going on, what they're doing to us. Or we awake and we know what's going on, but the rest of the masses are in a slumber. They don't want to wake up. Yeah. One of the things that me and, and, and Dr. Harris talk about is the fact that no matter what it is, no matter who it is in this city, they can call Reverend Floyd Harris with a problem. We will stand. We will march. We have no problem doing it. Well, what gets me is why is it our other black leaders willing to stand and march with him? Why are y'all so afraid? to stand with your brother? Why are you so afraid to be seen with your brother doing the right thing? Um, it, many voices get heard instead of the one or the few. We have got to stop being afraid to stand on principle. And like you say, there is a slumber, but I can guarantee you this, when things do start to get better, they're going to come out. Then they're going to want to be seen. I'm going to tell you that now. And trust and believe, they will get better. Um, I work with Dr. Harrison in, in, in the Fresno Freedom School. We're going to make sure that Freedom School is a shining star and an example for Fresno. Not just West Fresno, Fresno. Yeah, I, I talked about... Off, on the last show, and that's a that's what what you what you guys are teaching is a billion. It's like the ag industry, but you're starting off with the youth, which you know how much money they make in the ag. They make billions. That's a billion billion oh, yeah. dollar skill set. But but to answer yeah, your question, yeah, go ahead. Why are these brothers scared to stand up, or why are they scared to be seen? You know, some of those reasons are they don't want to be associated. It's like if you go out with someone that does a drive-by, you in the car with them, then you're guilty by association. And so that's kind of why they don't want to be, you know, too close to people that are too loud, that are too outspoken. You know, or they might be a part of some of these organizations that gets some support and funding from some of these government or political people that might cut their funding off, which is a part of their livelihood. So it's a lot exactly. of different factors on why it's control. It's a, it's control. It's basically what it is. 
They're under control. Exactly. They, they, ooh, no, I can't have you mess with my balance. Exactly. And that's what about, it always comes problem. down to money. It, it always comes down to money. Oh, no, we, we, we can't lose that. We, we got to have it. And it's sad because they don't understand that in the long run, if we get together and work together, the money will come. The money will come. Um, you can't build off of a broken nation. But if you work together, everybody can get a piece of the pie. Or like we used to say back in the day, a piece of the action. You know, There's enough money to go on a table to go around for everybody to, uh, I would say, to eat. Oh, yeah. But I can remember um, I had, I was still working for probation in Texas, and I'll never forget, brother rolled up on me one day. He say, you mind if I say something? I say, what's up? He say, hey, man, I was, you know, I was going through your personnel file. I say, why? He said, man, I wasn't trying to be nosy or funny or anything. He said, but you're not from Texas. I say, well, first of all, if you listen to me talk, you know I'm not from Texas. I say, if you watch how I operate, you know I'm not from Texas. I say, I don't believe in the, the yes sirs and no sirs, and I don't play that game. He said, but y'all want to come here and, and try to take everything that we got. I say, no, it's not about taking nothing you have. It's about trying to work with you and show you a different way. I say, the average brother and sister here, a lot of y'all come from that system of your families came through here. A lot of y'all come off these farms here. Family was in servitude, just playing the sharecropper role. And a lot of y'all still got that mentality. You still think that you have to do what master say. I say it ain't like that where I come from. At some point, you got to cut the chain. You got to cut the leash. You got to stand on your own two feet. Sooner y'all understand that, the better y'all will be. You know that brother stopped talking to me. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not. Uh, wouldn't doubt it. And you, you know, I. I it's kind of interesting that it reminds me of a conversation I had with a brother out here about the group economics. You know, his resume or his character wasn't wasn't uh wasn't trustworthy but he you know wanted to piggyback on on me but then when he found out that you know he, he had to go through the code you know there's checks and balances to everything where if you have transparency oh, yeah. and 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 I said you know the people that give me their money is going to go in the FDIC insured account they didn't want to do it that way they wanted to do it some other way but he said oh you trying to get all the power and I said, what do you mean all the power go to me? I said, it is. I'm like, I don't want all the power. I mean, it's it's us. It's, it's it's power to the people. You know, I mean, I'm just the manager or the, or you know, the, the person that makes sure that, you know, day-to-day operations, but there is no power. But, you know, that's right. the mindset that people have. And I say, anyhow, if you give me $100, I'm going to promise not a guarantee that you're going to get $3,000 back for a $100 investment. All I need to do is have 
fifty people to you know, put into this investment fund. Right. And, and we back and forth. And say, well, check it out. Go look online, sec.gov, and type in PGE. You see them pop up as you know their their disclosures and registration. You type in Bank of America. You see their disclosures, their registrations pop up saying that who they are and who their owners are. And I say, put in this black company name. And you see the same thing who you're talking to come up. The person that you're talking to is right there with these major big corporations. So everything, I kind of know something about what I'm talking about. But you can lead a sheep to water, but you can't lead a horse to water, but you can't sheep to drink. Is what I, what's the end of the story, oh, yeah. what I'm saying. And that's what oh, yeah. we got out here. Yeah, I understand. So many lost sheep and so many horses out here, no matter what you do, the water can be right there in their face. They're not going to drink it. They're not even, even with a cup. You know, and the funny thing is, that very thing that you just brought up, if a white man came to him and told him the same thing, he'd do it with no problem. Okay. They buy into it. That's the vote. They buy, they buy into, into it. it. Yeah. That's exactly. The, the policy. That, that, that's, that's the policy. That's the, you know. That's what it is. They'll buy into it. But they don't want to buy a piece of that chocolate no. bar. No. You're right about that. With no question. They want that Hershey chocolate. They'll, they'll, they'll dive right into it. But if it's you, you got to have full, you got to have sure this. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, what about this? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm telling you what it is. Yeah, but but what? But you're right. They will not go with the flow because of who you are. Black inferiority is what it comes down to be. And that's what comes down to the system that was in place. Take this check, but the man can't be in the household, so we're going to subsidize, you know, your household by eliminating the black man. Until the black man is able to be a man again and be a leader, that is what it's going to, the only way with change is going to start happening. Because even now, now you know, the new movement now is the women's movement. The women empower, women support the women. But remember, yeah. just like, just like, uh, uh, Kamala, she's, 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 uh, Biden's second in command and his backbone. We need our backbones too. And we ain't going, we don't have it out here. No. Because again, it's conditioning. Do you know how how long it's been said? Well, you know, the black man, he don't take care of his folks like he should. The black man, we have been bad mouth from here to there. When the truth of the matter is, we stand strong for our own, always have. And like I say, not every sister fell for it. There were some that seen it coming. But unfortunately, you know, you have way too many who have bought into it. And then when they do figure it out, it's too late. I ruined a good thing because I was looking at money. I ruined a good thing. You know what? There have been people who have generationally screwed up their family line behind this very subsidized thing, behind basically the welfare system. They have... Taking away generational wealth, chasing that 
government dollars when they could have allowed their kids to get a proper education, go to school, and get a well-paying job. Had you had a two-parent household and y'all worked together instead of you working with the government. Oh, yeah. And so that goes hand in hand with the subsidized, uh, you know, welfare system as well as the 1994 crime bill where it is actually yeah. an attack on a black household or at least the, the male the male figure or the real male role model where now it's almost like they demonize being a black male or even, you know, trying to be a man because yeah. they look at if you look at what's black, black is evil. Black is uh, you know, not not good, but white is, is, is pure. White is, you know, is, is holiness, is clean. Black is dirty. You know, that kind of a, you know, psychological conditioning to where even yeah. now that we you can have an intellectual conversation and if you told me something and I checked out and said, Oh, you know, brother, that was true history. That's a fact. I I'm a believe I have to go I have to believe it, but people gonna reject the truth and like you said, just question it, deflect it, and not even go along with the facts. If you told me, brother, you put your money on this stock, you know, you gonna get you know, you're going to become wealthy. They're not going to buy it because they're going to not believe in themselves, not believe in you telling them it's the truth, even if the truth is in your faith. And that's exactly. why we're, that's, that's the problem we have now. And it blows my mind where I don't know if Brother Harris told you, like I have, but we have our own crowdfunding portal where people can raise money and they're thinking like the money goes to my bank account. It's almost like, no, you know, when you open up a, a, a PayPal account or you go open up a, 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 what's the other one, a cash app or Venmo, doesn't the money go to your bank account? It's the same principle, but they're saying who's the, who's the man behind the program? They're questioning the programmer or who's the, you know, the technical guy. That doesn't matter as long right. as the money goes to your bank account. So that they can't follow the money is, is, is a, my point of what I'm saying. And they question and want to figure it all out. And, and, and it's just sad how we cannot raise money and I have to go outside of, you know, my area to raise money to get the leverage we need if I want to start my own bank. I want to start our bank in West Fresno. Do you know people who to support that? And if it's not a bank, I say, exactly. well, why not be like an industrial loan charter? Or how about a financial holding company? They will not support it. Even if I had a lender license, by the same people that regulate the banks and the, and the credit unions of California, state of California had a license as a lender, they won't support me as nothing nothing in the world. But they'll go borrow money and get an application, a loan from the bank that's going to turn them down because they look at the skin color and they look at the credit. Exactly. Exactly. Well, but that's a whole other show and a topic in itself, you know, finances. Yes, indeed. Because with us, finances always, always are based on what they're looking at, what they think we ain't got, or what they think we got. One of those three criteria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all, 
it's almost looking at us with no, we ain't got to, you know, uh, looking at that the material, outside material, and not looking at, you know, the the, the contents of the cover of, of that book again, Mis, misjudging that, 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 that person's character. But, you know, one day, one day I'm going to get to my goals with or without, you know, the people here. But I do know that, you know, does that mean I'm going to leave behind or not help those that are wanting to, you know, help themselves or the youth? No, it's just the ones that are set in their ways and stuck in their ways. You know, we can't mix them with, you know, progress. No, we can't. And um, it, it was like you were saying, you know, at some point, you are going to just have to say, hey, you know what? Let me work with those who want to work with me. Because I'm sitting here listening to you myself, and I'm going, oh, wait a minute. I can do that? Yeah, we're we going we gonna to talk perfect. Because it may not be perfect, but if it's a way to build up your resources, that's what you go with. Um, everybody not going to be able to walk into a bank and get a loan or build up their funds. But if there's a way to do it and you know it, why would you look at it and go, oh, no, nah, no, nah. he don't know what he's doing. Why, because he's a black man? Come on now. But again, it goes back to what you said earlier. It's conditioning. It's we conditioning. are conditioned to believe that we, we can't do that. We can't do the same thing that they do. And if I, and then when um, I told him, I you know, and people want security. You know, people want security, but they're insecure about being the black man telling them the truth. You know, that's that that's 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 the problem, like I said, and not to cut you off, but you know, that that that's I I just I just have a hard time on just trying to just accept that as 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 the as the culture that you're telling me that you have an insured product insurable product or an insurable investment, you know, way of, of building your, your, your resources up. And it's not like, you know, you, you if you have your money in the bank, bank right, if you put $1,000 in the bank, how do you know your money's in the bank? How do you really know? Because you log in and you see the bank says the money is there on a computer. What if it's a glitch? What if it's an error? You don't know if it's the bank got hacked. Or, I mean, how do you know it's there? You, you don't. It's just a number. It's it's a It's a digital figure. But you know it's insured, so that's why you're comfortable with your money being in there. But when it comes to somebody else presenting the same information, but in a different form, saying, hey, put it into an IRA. Well, who owns the IRA? Don't the individual own the IRA? <laughs> but, yeah, you, exactly. when you put your money, but when you put the money in the bank, you don't own the bank. You just own the money that's in the bank. And the interest rates they give it on you is, 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 is pretty far less, less than, what, 0.25? Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. But that's the black, that's how well, black Wall Street. Point. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I look at the history of black Wall Street, what happened, and... I always love it when people say, well, see, if they had just stayed in their lane, what do you mean stay in their lane? <laughs> these folks are self, these folks were self-sufficient. I say, and because they were self-sufficient, you had another group of folks 
who would help from the U.S. government got jealous and decided they wanted what them folks had for themselves. To this very day, the majority of Tulsa belongs to black folks, but black folks don't understand that. The white folks went in there and took what they wanted and kept it for themselves. Because they weren't as good as a war. The spoils of war. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were successful and they got jealous. Okay. Same thing happened down in Florida. You know, they, they burned successful black cities in Florida where they went in and decided, hey, well, we'll just take what we want because um, this this should be happening for us. But you didn't work for it to happen to you. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yes. know, it, 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 it's that evil. Yeah, it's... Um... It's 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 not the last days, but it is some wicked wicked days is what I would call it, and 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 when you know it's gonna have to be a wake up call, um you know and that's why you know people we don't have no guidance out here you know that's why this youth don't have no guidance because they look at how we treat each other, we have other races treat us better than our own kind respect us better than our own kind we don't have no self respect. Self, no loyalty, no unity. I mean, that's our culture is so gone. I mean, it's like we're our culture is like washed away. Without a culture, you have no well, identity. Yeah, no identity. And the sad thing is, when you do find some of us who work together, they look at us and go, "What's wrong with them? What they up to? Why do we have to be up to something because we're willing to work together?" Why is that all of a sudden not the norm? Why is that something that, that don't make sense? Y'all working together? Oh, no, nah, y'all up to something. Why we got to be up to something? Because we want a better way of life for our people and a better way of life for our children coming behind us. I say this every day. I am 61 years old, so my time is short. But I need to lead this world better than it was when I got here. You understand what I'm saying? For those that come after you, exactly. or at least walk in the footsteps. I mean, the examples we set exactly for our families, or for our little ones, or for our generation. You know, I, I wish I had people that would t- tell me, you know, and teach me some, you know, principles of wealth. Saying, hey, you know, you know, even you know, people that are out, you know, selling drugs, they're businessmen, but they don't know how to, you know, channel that that business that they have into legal legalize you know wealth or legalize income right they only know what they know which is the you know survival mode and that's all they know but not to knock them for what they do but it's you know it is it, but, but they do know that if they get caught they're going to have to pay the you know what they call it the consequences but man everything like i say that i was they always say consequences yeah, elections have consequences I always know where when when the where are the where are the uh, consequences of the elections that are happening, you know, from from state exactly. local government to political. I want to know where those consequences are that you know these elections have when these new people get in office. Well, you know, people don't realize that 
for everything that 45 has done, when he leaves the White House, that extra protection is gone. Okay? Oh, yeah. If that man don't leave, if he don't leave his country, it's very possible he could go end up in prison for life. Now, I don't care yeah. who pardons him. Sooner or later, he's going to have to pay the price one way or the other. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. That's why he was fighting so hard to hang on to the White House because he realized that, hey, once I leave here, I'm at risk. He is yep. at risk. You know, that that's what's going to happen. Um, he got a good chance of going to jail for life. Yeah, he's on he's on borrowed time. You got to give it back. Yes, indeed, very much so. And um, this is why you don't stand on the sideline. This is why you have to get involved. Because if we just allow these folks to run rampant, to do as they like, this is the kind of governing we get. Like I said, I'm not expecting um, Biden and Harris walking there and everything is going to be kumbaya because that's not the country we live in. Um, I served in the military. One of the things I learned serving in the military and being stationed in different countries was how different countries operate. Um, when I was stationed in Germany, now, you know, the world wars they fought. I was treated better in Germany, a country that had always been presented to me as being so super racist. Mm -hmm. But for the three and a half years that I was there, I could move around with no problem. I could sit out in the park at three and four o'clock in the morning and never be harassed. Whereas in the U.S., if I'm sitting in the park at three or four o'clock in the morning, first thing I'm going to do is have a police officer roll up on me. What are you doing here? Never had that issue in Europe. And the German police would roll by and they, how you doing? They'd speak. I'm fine. Have a good morning. They didn't look at you and see you as a threat. Unfortunately, here in America, your country of birth, black men are always seen as a threat. We're always a bad guy. Because we're being demonized as well as institutionalized racism. <laughs> Sad but true, my brother. Sad but true. But you know, yeah, the thing is, we have to work. We have to work to make it better. And, you know, you said something earlier. You know, we can either constantly complain about it. I'll put in work and make it better. That's why I work with Brother Harris. Um, I look at these young folks and think, you know what? It's got to be a better way for them. And if I can help do that, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like you said, it's a very big misconception about how this uh, city uh, is governed or this governance. 
and those that are wanting to stay in power and keep them in power, and you have the dis, uh, disenfranchised or the dis, disproportionate, you know, of uh, inequalities and in wealth, especially with the, you know, land, the way that the land is yeah. developed out here and what land is valued at. I mean, it was, I'll tell you, my the deal that I had last week, it was, you know, to invest into Southwest Fresno. It was an investment, but because of the land value and the lack of education, and not having a progressive mindset, they were fearful about, you know, the progressiveness of, of what they were doing, you know, as far as the investment decision. It was something that they could not come right. to a, come to a, 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 an informed decision, even with the facts in front of them. You know, and let me ask you this, because you just brought up something that made sense. And, and you know you you deal financially and you you're out there a lot. Do you find that um, trying to do land deals in West Fresno, if you were to take that same land deal and go out north with it, you, you, you probably would have been able to do that with no problem. I think if it was another and race, it would have been no problem. Ah, uh, okay, okay, I get you. I get you. I get you. It's the same old Fresno stuff. Okay, I got you. I mean, it, the, the deal was excellent. It was like, you know, I was going to, you know, the proposal, or at least the expectation was to uh, to build a house for under uh, $86,000. Okay. I could actually but, see a return in a return on investment with that. But that's that's what it came down to do is to build a house, you know, for that amount. And I said, and I helped, you know, I was a part of the financing, so the financing was there, but they did not want to, you know, look at the additional cost that they might have, you know, to to, to think about. Overall, the, the total cost would have been to about one hundred and thirty thousand to build the house, but they didn't want to make that investment. Okay. But if you go out to the north side of town or anywhere else, you know, even the homes that's built in 1940, 1950 are selling for about 220 to 250 right now. Exactly. 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 So, oh, I follow your math on that. Yeah, I know you follow the math. Exactly. Mm. Whether they want to hold on to the, the you know, the, the 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 inheritance of the home or sell it and you know or whatever the case would be turn into a rental producing property or income producing property you know it was uh it was just one of those situations where I think if I was dealing with someone on another side of town you're right they would have made they would they would they would have passed up the opportunity they would they would hands down Every, even a real estate agent I mean I consulted with many professionals and the real estate agent said that was a hands down deal. And he was a, and he was black himself. Right. He actually sold me. He actually sold me my home, and paid for my closing costs. And he was like, I I would have jumped on that all day. Yep, it is amazing um, how they will look and go. Hmm, I'd love to do it, but and the minute they, they want start it. with that, but you know what's holding them back. Well, it was other people, you know, 
I would say uh, weighing in on the on the decision, but the expectation was wanted me to build a house for under you know market value you know construction costs, and, and that's just right. Nobody can do that. Not not make money and be no. in business. It, no. it was not a profitable situation. And that's the way you know, we are. You know, how, yeah, it, it's funny how you want us to do the same thing that the other folks do, but you want us to, you always want the hookup from us. You want us to do it for less. Whereas you overall, think about asking. Yeah. And, and, and I try to be fair, you know, about everything, but even, you know, what what they fail to realize is, uh, you know, just like the insurance companies, you know, if they insure your house and the house burned down, how do they know what the value of your house is? What 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 do, what do they use? You know, I use the same software, I use the same tool, so we are we're, we're all we're all we're all talking the same information. You know, it's coming straight from you know who your mortgage insurance company is going to be, who they evaluate the property and assessment. But you know, I I, I can't give advice on something that if I'm not an inspector or appraiser, if I'm not an appraiser, I can't give you that advice. But, you know, I was pretty much, everything I did was questioned, and that that was a deal killer right there. Not to say that, you know, not, exactly. there's not going to be other deals that's going to happen in the West Fresno area, but someone else would appreciate that opportunity and build, you know, and add value to their home and their land. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but I even had a little argument. Even my architect again, my donor here. Yeah, and see, this is again where you're gonna have to start working with like-minded people. You know, um, <laughs> and it's sad that we. <laughs> we kind of feel like we kind of phased out of certain areas because it's like, okay, who do I work with? Who, who, who do I, who do I go to and present these deals to if I'm trying to work with, you know, if I'm trying to, to make it better. Landowners, man. I mean, black landowners, I'm looking, you know, I work with, I want to work with black landowners that, you know, want to develop their land want to put affordable housing on there and turn them into rental properties or investment properties um, and or renovate their homes I mean the the the, the, the way the way that work the way that the southwest Fresno is, is so uh you know caught between uh you know the depression they're they're almost like an economic depression you know because for one their their home value is under underwater where the money they put into it won't match what's going on on the north side of town. And so that's a stumbling block and a development block. So all the older homes can't get up to 2020 standards, you know, 2020 home designs and models. And so, you know, yeah. I, that's what I do. I, I I look at homes. I mean, I have all these blueprints and home models where they can renovate their homes and look like this, but the home values is not going to be, it's just not there yet. And unfortunately, you know, it's going to take another 10, 20 more years for the home value or other developments have to happen in the area of West Fresno. But also that's an opportunity because 
Land is not overvalued over there in West Fresno. It's an investment area. West Fresno is an investment. It's like a diamond or a gold mine waiting to be tapped into where the developers and big businesses, like you said, want to turn to an industrial area. Yeah. And this this is why we they have a problem they have. This is why those values are underwater. Because they're trying to make it to the make it to the point where you know what? Sooner or later we're gonna get our hands on it. We're gonna get it and we're gonna turn it into what we wanna turn it into. Um and, and it's sad. If you ever look at that that uh industrial area, because they had already started out towards um out towards Elm. uh Elm and Walnut. Yeah. Okay. I'm out and... there. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. You you know. You know. Yeah, they you know, got mid Valley over there. Yep. They got a game plan. They got a game plan. And if they have a way, that's what's gonna happen. Um I, I've, since I've been back in Fresno, I've looked around in certain areas, and um, if, if if they're not careful, that the, the Fresno that I knew will disappear. Um, I can remember growing up um, where Gaston is. That used to be my neighborhood. Okay, when I first we moved there in 1968, it was called the Eastgate. Okay. Then it became the U, okay? And that was because of the way the street, the street was shaped. But, you know, I can remember when we had businesses on the west side, um, when there were cleaners and, and little mom and pop grocery stores and things of this nature. Um, and I watched slowly as what they call redevelopment came through, and that was the biggest get over ever on black America because redevelopment was supposed to be improving your neighborhood. That's destroying certain businesses and then coming in and taking over the neighborhood because a lot of redevelopment dollars didn't go to the West side. Those redevelopment dollars got uh, reformatted and sent up North. Well, I don't know if you know about the redevelopment had uh, had got audited, and I guess they found out there was a misappropriation of funds, and a few people went to prison, you know, and, and it was that big developer, I think, Bonadelli Homes. Yeah, I had heard about that. Yeah, so they, they, they did that audit, and that's what also that's, – that's, so that started the result of the redevelopment being just, you know, disbanded. But one other thing that they've done – is they rezoned a lot of areas into affordable housing, mixed mixed use development, and they, I think Blackstone, they wanted more or less the automotive industry. So they, that's why they, in those areas, they rezoned it for, you know, like you said, industrial, light industrial, commercial use, uh, you know, business professional offices. Uh, but like you said, it, 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 it now with those businesses uh, that were, you know, grandfathered into the, so the area can no longer open that kind of business up anymore because it's not zoned for that no more. Right. So, you know, I remember, like you said, there was Gong's Meat Market. 
Yeah. Uh, I think the Scotty's Cleaners, JC House Records, Tower yeah. Records, you know, uh, the, there was the, that little liquor store right there by the U. That's all gone. I was Gaspin, Gaspy Middle School, whatever that yeah. school is. Uh, you know, it's Shells. Now it's Chevron. I remember uh, P&R Liquor Store. I mean, a lot of those places, the hole in the wall over there off of White Bridge, the freeway before they cut yeah. that off. I mean, like you said, a lot of they're building, they're, they're doing a lot more housing. They're doing the apartment complex, which is a um, multifamily housing. They're not really building no new homes, but they, they're they supposed to. But, you know, I think that's going to be, I believe you heard of Sylvester and uh, I guess the people that own the producer's dairy. They're supposed to be building like 100 right. homes in Westport. So when they yeah, do that, it's not even going to go up. Yeah, that's going to be a big housing well, boom in Fres the West Fresno area. But anyhow, man, I I know you, you know we've been on this call for about an hour and thirty minutes. No other caller has joined us, so I, I you know it's kind of good that we have the show to ourselves, share like ideas and like uh, vision. Um, you know, I think that's what sparks the revolutionary mind. We're not going to say the revolutionary uh, uh, soldiers because that's the physical physical form of a uh, form of view. But we're talking about a mental revolution here. We need to have take place first. Oh, most assuredly. And I tell you, my brother, I have definitely enjoyed conversating with you. Um, and now that I know that um, you, you know Floyd, uh, I will definitely be getting in contact with Dr. Harris and getting some more information as you know about how you conduct your business because I believe there are some things we can get done. Yeah, I just need the right people on the team, and you know, I I'm not always wanting to be the leader. I can take a back seat sometime and, you know, other people can do the lead. I just, you know, we sit at the table or sit at the round table like we're doing now and discuss our ideas and our events. But it's definitely exactly. an honor to exactly. speak with you tonight as well. Um, I even knew Maria uh, before she passed away, and that was uh, helping with the campaign. I actually made some suggestions for Floyd to get his website up, you know, to get the donations going. Uh, I even... You know, sister was setting up the, you know, the donations for his uh, campaign. But, I mean, that's, you know, ball behind the scenes, you know. But Floyd had a lot of people, you know, trying to help him, uh, you know, hit that ground running. But, you know, the credit goes to those people that were out there canvassing and, and, and going door to door, you know. But he called me the brains of the operation. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, working with him has, has been a blessing. And like I say, you know, too often we overlook our own people. I mean, that's how we have, that's all we got is our own people. And we have to build up, build it up in order to make it work. And sooner or later, we're going to make it work, my brother. We are going to make it work. So just keep Trust the faith. It'll be all right. Yep. Trust and loyalty and, like you said, having faith. Yes, indeed. Man, I definitely appreciate talking to you tonight, and I thank you for allowing me to come on your show and uh, really just talk about what we need to talk about in today's world. I appreciate that, man. Not a problem. And, uh, you know, you, you can uh, go on uh, Spotify, 
and just type, you know, Fresno Capital Formation. Uh, if it's not up tonight, it'll be up tomorrow. Or you can also go on, uh, you know, FM. If you type in the Fresno Capital Formation FM stat channel, you'll get a replay of that as well. Um, also, I believe it should might be an audible. Um, and, you know, some of our other older shows is also on Pandora's music. So you can type in and listen to me and Floyd talk, you know, what we're having the same conversation. And so, you know, you'll be able to download a copy of this, uh, this show as well. And, you know, and we can continue to build on this conversation, this open conversation here. All right. All right. I appreciate that, man. And that is, what is it now? Say it again, Capital. Fresno Capital Formation Radio Show. All right. Fresno Capital Formation Radio Show. All right. I'm also on Spotify. You can find me at uh, um, Westside Visions. And uh, it's just my little blog that I do. And it's my own musings. So, but uh, I definitely appreciate appreciate you letting me, allowing me to come in and speak with you tonight, my brother. And I will be doing it again. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, thanks for your contribution to our show. And look forward to speaking with you again in our next uh, session sometime. All right. You have a good evening yourself, my brother. Stay strong, stay black till we get back. All right. You do the same. All right. Bye-bye. Good evening.